Would you rather marry a food critic or a rich college student? My best friend's wedding. Center chat. Let's talk. Welcome to the Center Cuts Center Chat. I'm Dave. And I am Michael. And you have just arrived in our second ever Center Chat, where we have a discussion about the most recent piece of media that we watched. In this case, it's My Best Friend's Wedding. What is the question for us today, Michael? The question at hand today is, would you rather marry a food critic or a rich college student? I think there are two maybe more things that we need to clarify before we really get into this. Agreed. Are we talking about the women from the movie and all of their character flaws and attractiveness and all of that? Or are we saying, you know, take our dream lady and then make one of those dream ladies a food critic and one of them a rich college student to make that determination? No, I am I am thinking we are not talking Julia versus Cameron here. I think this is strictly faceless blobs attached to the current career arcs. Okay, so I chose to look at it glass half full of like our dream woman in both of these professions and or traits. You chose to look at it as amorphous blobs in in those. That's fine. However you want to look at it, but either way we're on the same page. Well, because I also think that gender does not matter for this one, unlike our last center chat. Like, I don't. Yeah, like, that's true. We could picture this as a man or a woman. And I, I do. Th- I do think, though, that age on this does matter. Like, I, I think we have to assume that the food critic is roughly 28 years old, like Julia Roberts in the movie, and that the college student is roughly 20 years old. Because when I went to school, I had a random old person in some of my classes, and they were very polarizing. Like, they were either super cool or very, very awful. And I just think setting them as a 20-year-old, which is the most common age for a college student, makes no sense. Are we also assuming that we are 28 like Michael is in the movie, or are we the whatever age would make sense with that person? No, I I think we should pretend to be 28 like the douche in the movie, because me at 34, I'd almost have to automatically nix the 20-year-old, because even if I'm super healthy, I'm still going to die before she's probably menopausal, and, and that ain't fair. So I think I think we have to be 28 years old. When I was 18, I dated a 28-year-old. Did you really? Yeah, I thought I was so cool. Oh, man. That is pretty cool. I'm not going to lie. I felt so cool. So now that we got that out of the way, I think the real defining point here is, are we comfortable with someone who is younger but rich <laughs> or our age but not rich? I think that being a food critic has to bring a lot of benefits to the table. Ooh. So let's talk about that because I think the misnomer about food critic is that he or she would, I think they would not actually be good at cooking. You would Agreed. foolishly assume like most critics of anything are only critics and not the doers because they're shitty at the doing. Yep. Like Roger Ebert probably tried to make a movie in film school and it was horrible. And the professor was like, maybe this isn't for you, Raji. So I think that 
that is not a benefit. Like, yes. They're going to be bad at food making. Those who can't do critique. Right. And so if anything, you're kind of setting yourself up for failure because with their busy schedule, you're probably going to be the one having to take on more of the food prep and you're just setting yourself up for a life full of ridicule. Or we just get to go out for every single meal for free wherever we want to go. That's a fair point. But what if you have different tastes? Like, What if you like different food than this food critic you've married? And now there are some places where you're just shunned from going because they've badmouthed that restaurant. I would think that as a food critic, you would have to be pretty open to most types of food. Do they specialize or are they just open to most food and will try really anything just to to critique it? Because I think like Say you're you're reviewing a Thai restaurant and you don't like pad Thai, but that is like their quintessential dish. And that's what they judge their restaurant off of is that. And that's what they bring you to to critique. You can't just say it's bad because you don't like it. No, I agree. I, th- I think as a food critic, you have to be open to many genres of food. But as a food critic, you also you can't just give a glowing review to everything. Like yeah, you can agreed. go to one Pad Thai restaurant and say it sucks. But what I'm saying is, what if me as the partner really likes that place? Now I can never go there. We can never go there together again. Just because you said it sucks doesn't mean you can't go back and hope that they've gotten better. Yeah, but they're not gonna they're gonna blacklist you. They're like, we're not letting this bitch in the door. I she fucking made our business lose business. I don't know if they're going to blacklist you or hope that they can prove that they've changed to the point where, you know, you remember in the main episode when you said that you're more motivated to do something well when your boss tells you that you're doing it shitty. Yeah, my boss, not a food critic who came in and tried my pizza. <laughs> Well, I think that a lot of times a food critic can probably drive a restaurant to adjust their menu or their preparation in order to get better. And I think that more than anything, they would probably want that person to come back so they could prove them wrong from the first time. Mm, I don't know. I don't I, I don't know about that, but that's a minor point anyway. I mean, OK, yeah, great. I- yeah, we've gotten really deep into how food critics work. <laughs> Well, here's the thing, though, like at, if you're married to a food critic, you can never go for quick and easy foods like McDonald's or 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 its ilk. And for me, like I have a very unrefined palate. If I could eat cheeseburgers and peanut butter every day without gaining more weight, believe me, I would. I don't want foie gras with fucking delicate frayed lavender and shit like that. I just want a big hearty cheeseburger. And if I'm married to a food critic, that's not really going to be an option for me. Yeah, that's true. I don't mind trying different things. My wife is going to slap me for that. But I think that it would be difficult if you had something in mind, but either your food critic spouse is being required to go to a specific place, and that's just not what you're feeling. Like They they have to go to that Japanese restaurant. You're like, well, I'm not in the mood for that. Well, you're, you're shit out of luck. Or you just don't go with them to the restaurants, but then you're right. That means that you are preparing meals at home and serving them to a food critic, which sounds like the worst. It really does, because everything you make, they're going to be like, this tastes like unrefined shoe leather. Mm. Speaking of shoe leather, David, center commercial. Today's episode is brought to you by Clark's. Yay. Clark's story began almost 200 years ago when Cyrus and James Clark made a slipper from sheepskin. That sounds disgusting. 
I would never want to put my foot in a sheepskin. My slippers are sheepskin. At the time, though, it was groundbreaking. A combination of invention and craftsmanship that's remained at the heart of what Clark's does. From the very beginning, Clark's has always thought differently. So we're teaming up with Clark's and Podgo to bring you up to 30% off on select items, including the iconic Clark's Desert Boot. Or is it Clark's Dessert Boot? I'm not sure. I would prefer the Dessert Boot, personally. (laughs) Right? A boot Mm -hmm. filled with Doritos. (laughs) You can get this Clark's Desert Boot by going to podgo.co slash Clark's. That's podgo, P-O-D-G-O dot co slash Clark's. Do it. Yeah. So then the next big question, if we've determined that being married to a food critic is the worst, (laughs) how would it be being married to a rich college student? Yeah. So a college student is just going to be so immature in comparison for the most part. I mean, I'm sure there are exceptions to that, but at 20, they're not even able to legally drink. But conversely, they're probably going to want to drink more than me. I drink more alcohol between the ages of 19 and 23 than I have from 23 to 34. And it's not even close. Yeah, I'd agree with that. That would be tricky, you know, navigating that whole thing, the age difference there. Yeah, like you just you say something, you like guys get in a fight and then they put a glass of frozen pee on your car. (sighs) Who does that? Yeah, weird. College student is also they're more open ended career wise. Who the hell knows what they're going to be? I actually think they're more open ended in every aspect. Well, yeah. Not just career-wise. True. We don't know what they're going to be yet. They're just There's still more time to be an adult. Yeah, and I think that that's hard, especially if, you know, if you met your college sweetheart uh, like I did, and then you're together for seven years and then get married, you guys kind of grew into real adults together and still determined that you like each other and you want to spend your life together. But if you take a 28-year-old marrying a 20-year-old who hasn't really made any huge life decisions, you're really just asking for a divorce. It's a real big gamble. It's it's definitely far more of a gamble for to sure. be marrying a rich college student. But I think the rich part plays a huge, a huge part here because A, they're going to have a huge leg up in whatever field they're going into, most likely. And yeah. B, do we even really care what field they're going into? Like they could end up being a food critic. Then it's, hey, do you want to marry a food critic or a rich person who became a food critic? <laughs> yeah, I, I honestly think the career that the college student is going to pick doesn't really come into play. They might actually not even have a career. They might just like be going to school to get a degree because they knew that going to school meant partying and the best times of your life, uh, according to whoever. and afterwards just decide well i'm not i'm not gonna work like i'm rich i don't need to work and then you just have like this person at home all the time well that's i mean that's the thing like you could argue that the college student could end up with a cooler or more fulfilling career than food critic but that's a whole other rabbit hole like you said is it cool if my partner's a doctor they're helping people they're well respected they have a comfortable amount of money but selfishly they're probably always working and on call i just want to spend time with them they also had their hands inside someone and i'm not okay with that (laughs) That's a fair point. I could also have a spouse who's a janitor part-time. They make no money. They get shit on, but I get to spend a lot of time with them. What's, what's better? Yeah, basically a poor doctor. Yeah. And so, I, I mean, that, that, that's a philosophical debate. I mean, really, what, what is better there? Like you said, they could have no career. And is that a good thing? Is it not a good thing? They have the money. So 
Yeah. So then, then kind of invokes the, is the devil, you know, better than the devil you don't. Yeah. And then I know, yes, money, money isn't everything, but but it's something it is. But based on what I talked about in my Bridgerton argument, he or she would be less good at sexual activities. Oh, see, I still disagree with that. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. You go back and listen to our Bridgerton episode if you want to hear us argue about that. Mm. But first, I did some research. We're assuming that we are marrying them today, correct? Like like in 2021? Sure. So a food critic's salary in 2013 was $90,000 on average. Wow. In 2020, it's just over 50 grand. Oh, wow. That really dropped. I wonder why. And I'm not surprised when you really think about it with the explosion of Yelp and online reviews and stuff like that, where people aren't picking up a fucking newspaper to read what a food critic said about a restaurant anymore. That's true. Like you go, you go on Yelp and you see like, oh yeah, this place has four and a half stars and every, everyone likes it. Let's go there. So I think that the food critic profession as a general rule of thumb is probably getting kind of phased out a little bit. It might be more of an internal thing where it's it's offered more as a improve your restaurant type of thing rather than a providing information to the public about where to go. It's more of like a hi, hire our company and we'll have a silent shopper kind of come in and try our food and let you know how good or bad the service was and the food was, and then you know where to improve stuff like that. So something to take into consideration too is like, what does a food critic do when the job of food critic is no longer in existence? That's a that's a really great point. And I didn't even, I didn't think of that, but I, I understand now why they're being, they're not getting paid because nobody wants that. You can get that for free. Yeah. Which is why I love and hate the internet. It's, it's killing careers it's it's killing careers and making my life so much easier so yeah good and bad yeah until it kills my career then fuck it yeah yeah Mm. i think i have my decision Mm. this is a tough one i think i'm i'm ready to make a decision as well who would you rather marry rich Rich college student. student we agreed wow we agreed that doesn't happen often it had a 50-50 chance of happening, but if you've listened to our show before, you know much less than that. Okay, why? Yeah, so it comes down to, I think, like you said, if if a food critic has a busy career and they're not around a lot, that would either mean you are getting dragged with them to restaurants that you may or may not want to go to, or you're at home either cooking for the both of you but have to serve the food you just made in your own kitchen to a food critic, or you're just eating by yourself because your food critic spouse just fucking ate dinner at another restaurant. So I think when it comes down to it, being married to a food critic is going to just be tough. I think that they're going to be opinionated. They're they're going to be critical of everything you do, probably in the kitchen, but it probably relates to a lot of other stuff too, if that's just what they do all the time is being critical and critiquing different things. His penis was sloppy and uninteresting. Oh, yeah. It was like a fudgesicle. <laughs> so I think that that coupled with the fact that I think the food critic career is probably on a downward spiral. So, you know, food critics might not exist in 10 years. So you you might have a collecting unemployment spouse sitting at home, but also critiquing all your food. It's like, fuck, get out of here. But being married to a college student, 
yes, they're still a college student, but they're kind of malleable. So you are having this opportunity to kind of grow with them for them to grow based on the experiences that you guys share. So you're more likely to have, you know, commonalities between what you guys like and dislike, things like that. And also they're rich. So if you don't want to work or if you, you know, just want to do what you love and not worry about the money, it gives you opportunity to do that as selfish as it is. Yeah, I, I all of that. And I get that money isn't everything. Without the qualifier, I, I may have leaned food critic because I don't like surprises. And there's that open endedness of a college student. But with that rich college student, as long as there's no prenup, I got to go with the rich college student, because even if it ends in disaster and failure and divorce, uh, then I'm going to have enough money to retire. Yeah, <laughs> so, then you can go marry a col- marry a, another college student there we go. Or, or a food critic. Yep. So those are our answers. Yeah. Really, our answers don't really matter. We want to know what you think. So, so we're going to have a post on Instagram that is coming out the same day that this episode releases. Go hit up that Instagram post about the center chat and comment on there what you think is the right answer, how you feel about it. Because we would love to know your opinion. Yes, we would. As always, subscribe to the show if you're not. And check out next week our coverage on Riverdale season one. Yes. And if you're listening to this before you listen to the regular My Best Friend's Wedding episode I released last week, go check that out too. Yes, sir. I think that's all I got, Dave. That's all I got. Now, just remember, our opinion, just like becoming blood brothers with a future sports writer after you premaritally fuck, does not matter. I didn't follow that at all.